Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Cryptomaniacs podcast for the last day in May. Crazy, huh? It's it's June. Like I, I'm for you down in the tropics, you're used to whatever. But here, you know what June means? Means no more frost, no more snow. That's what June means. We get our but, one and a half months of summer starting tomorrow. But haven't you? Uh... You guys have been having some unseasonably cold weather, haven't you? At it, times. Yeah, I mean it's it hasn't been too bad. I mean it's it's decent. It's very comfortable up here. But um last year apparently it was really, really warm. But now it's just cool, I guess. Not cold. It's not like it's not like you go outside and you're like, oh my gosh, it's freezing, but it's it's like you feel it in the air. But yeah. It, it's yeah, you're not gonna run out in the backyard and rip off your shirt and go sunbathing. Exactly. Exactly. You might get frostbite. <laughs> uh, another another burn, not from the heat, but from the cold. Yeah, man. So how are you doing, Task? How, how's your weekend been? As you can see, I'm still living in boxes. Uh, I'm in <clears> yeah, the- well, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't have any of that chaos. I mean, somebody asked me how was my day the other night, and I, I said, you know, yeah, all right. And she's like, anything good? Anything? Uh, no, it's just very mundane life. And, and you know, at some some point times, it's like kind of boring. But then it's like being chaos free is very nice. And yes. Now, you don't obviously don't know that because you have young children and young children just by their definition are chaos. Yes. Um, yeah. And then you throw on top of the fact that you're moving, which is always uh you know, kind of like root canal. So that's never fun. So I, I do do empathize with you, my friend. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. you know, I hope you, you get everything moved soon. And then we got a, a zinger coming on. Uh, you know, we were having a special guest and he said that the first time in about three weeks that uh, they've had rain where he's located, which nobody knows where he's located. But Matt is not able to join us. He's in the rainy climate right now, which I guess it was arid, but that screwed up his whole internet signal. And he says it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. for anybody who's tuning in to see Matt, we do apologize. He will, We will try getting him back in, in the dry season, get him back in a few weeks. We'll take another swing. We're not going to give up. Yes. Yes, keep swinging, keep on swinging. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> Blaine's in chat asking if I'm done moving yet. Uh, no, not even close. Uh, this is my third U-Haul in three days today, so it's exciting. Uh, why aren't you moved? Because there's multiple houses moving, so it's it's a process. We have a little compound being built. You know, I'm going to start a clan, or, or not a clan, a uh, a cult. That's the word I'm. Yeah, yeah. What what was that guy's name? Uh. 
in the 70s, uh, Jones. What was Jones? Jim Jones. Yes. Jim yeah. Jones. Jim yeah. Jones. You're going to be another Jim Jones. You got yeah. the cyanide ready? Yep. Perfect. Ready to go. Kool-Aid's ready. Good to go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, no, it's 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 crazy. Um, completely different. I mean, this is nothing to do with crypto, but the big, the big, I, <laughs> Jonestown, yeah, named yep. after you. Um, the, 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 it's such a massive difference, dude. Like living in the city, like you don't even think about it. You got your cell phone check you know if someone sends you a note on discord or whatever you don't even think about it out there you you're sitting there like trying to find signal <laughs> <laughs> i got you're, smoke you're, you're raising out. one arm and the other and you know yeah. stand on one leg it's like the old days hey stand, stand a little closer to the rabbit ears put your arm up you know trying to get the signal yeah uh, yeah man yeah yeah it, 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 it's crazy dude it's, it, crazy. it's uh that's one thing. I mean, we talked about Matt. I mean, you know, watching what he goes through, it's, you know, for those of us in the developed world, and it's just like no big deal. You click click on the laptop, click on the PC, and you're connected to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's having to go to cafes and bars. and I don't know if he goes to the bars for the Internet connection or for other reasons, but, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> it may be a convenient excuse. Uh, but it, it it just you know it, it makes you appreciate you know what other people are going through and Brent Blaine said he bought more index so uh, you know there there's the the crypto news of the day Blaine Blaine bought index and Dude, Blaine's been stocking up on index I mean it, it's it's crazy I, I read a really cool post uh this is a great great transition into the show um I, I was reading an awesome post by Bitcoin Flood. He said yesterday about how, like, during these times, and if, if is it a bear market? Sure, whatever. I mean, you know, who knows? Um, but he he made the post about this is when you build. This is when the the accumulation should really take place, and this <clears> is when you should really bear down the hatches and just say, you know what, I'm I'm in this. I'm riding it out and and see where it goes and. That's what Blaine does. I mean, Blaine does a lot of that because people are always selling index and trying to flip index. Like they treat a lot of these high engine tokens like they would on a major market. But yeah. when there's $20 of volume in some of these things, yeah. they try to play the, you know, the the arbitrage, I guess. I don't know. Whatever they do. I, whatever those day traders yeah, they're, do. They're, they're playing the spread. Yeah, they're playing the spread. And, and I get it. I'm not going to fault anyone. I think it's ridiculous for something like, uh, a, a, an income token like index to try to play that because I think the more wealth is by holding and just sitting there and letting it do its thing. But Blaine has, has been doing that now for months and you'll see two, $300 of volume on, on index and you go and you look at who bought it and it's usually Blaine. And he tries to get when people are selling. Yeah. And well, that's what's, you know, why not? <laughs> it, it, it's if you have any fiat that, you know, this is a time to add, but you talk about it from the financial perspective. It's also, if you listen to the project team leaders and people talk about building their project, now's the time you can find developers because a lot of the bullshit projects are encountering headwind and they're not going to be thrown around the same money. And all of a sudden these de developers are all out there and it's like, well, wait a second, you know, six months ago, everybody was knocked down my door and I could say, I'll, I'll do it for 300 bucks an hour. And right. now nobody's calling. And so, you know, <clears throat> Elon said something about this 
uh, the other day. He did an interview, or at least I read I read the write up about it the other day. I don't know when he exactly gave the interview, but he he's been projecting either later this year or, or next year a recession. And he basically says it's needed. He said companies need to go bankrupt because right. what you have in these boom times is a misallocation of resources. And so you have or misallocation of capital and you have capital going to these projects that should be dead. And that's what bankruptcy does. If it, it clears out in due to a recession, clears out all these, you know, what we call now zombie corporations and a lot of these companies that are, are absolutely worthless. And in crypto, no. you know, you got a lot of projects that aren't going anywhere that people are just throwing tokens at. We started in the ICO craze. People were throwing money at you know, uh, a copy and pasted white paper with a few words changed. Usually it was the name. Tron. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Did I? I'm so, Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that was one that he actually forked it. There was other white papers out there that they didn't actually fork anything other than the damn white paper. And uh, people were throwing money at it. So, it you know, the clean, yeah. cleansing out economically uh, is always a good thing. And, you know, what you're saying from the individual perspective, I mean, you and I have preached about this since we started this show, and we were preaching about it before this. What do you do when the market's up? The same thing as you do each day when the markets are down. And, you you, you know, part of our filling our bags is the activity that we undertake on chain. Well, we don't change that when the market's down. So, you know, we're adding and adding and adding, and we know that due to, everybody getting frustrated and leaving the mm -hmm. reward pools are split among fewer people which right. means the same content is bringing in a bit more rewards than it would normally and that's how you fill your bags and i'm going to put together a post i remember when we peaked out in january 2018 my my holdings were about 180 grand i i was you know not long maybe about a year and a half into to crypto i was about five months on hive and this time i peaked out i was over a million dollars four years later and i keep adding keep growing keep expanding where am i going to peak out in the next bull run? i mean that's how you work <clears throat> up the scale so what blaine's doing is if index even gets back to the point it was at at the peak he's yeah. that much further ahead because he has that many more index tokens Plus, yeah. like you said, he's getting all the other stuff that he may hodl. He may swap some stuff out, whatever he decides to do. It just all adds up. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it does. And you really start seeing it. I, I always talk about, you know, when I got started in 2017 on this blockchain and just thinking about it. You know, I remember when we were on our little, you know, about six months ago or so when it was kind of like the top of the bull. And yeah. I'm sitting there looking at my Splinterlands account. It was over a million dollars worth of Splinterlands cards. Now, obviously, that's gone down tremendously because of the price of the, the tokens. But just seeing that and knowing that, you know, I had spent maybe two or three or maybe $4,000 on cards, maybe, maybe, you know. And how did I get the majority of that stuff? Going when people were selling, like getting in there when people were trying to get out or looking at something new and sexy. I made this post and I, I saw that you checked it out uh, last night about uh, the shiny object syndrome and coming from the background of affiliate marketing, online business, we had this bombarded with us every, every time you'd open your email, there was something new, latest, greatest that was coming out. And I compared it to crypto because that's what seems to be. 
<clears throat> Hive loses its sexiness when the price of Hive is 50 cents. You know, when it's 12 cents, it's not sexy. So people go look for the new shiny object. But there's something to be said about focusing and just saying, okay, I see the big picture of this. I see where this is going to be potentially, you know, there's no guarantees, but potentially five, 10 years down the road, people are selling this for 50 cents. And I totally see the value of this at $10. I'm going to be active. I'm going to keep trucking. I'm going to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Most people won't though. Most people will do the, it's not sexy and they'll go to something new and the new shiny object. And oh, look, look, like Luna two is out. I mean, I, what happened to Luna one? Didn't that thing just crash and burn like a couple weeks ago? And now they got a new one out. Like, well, well someone explain this to me. Maybe someone in, in the comments or something can explain to me how that works, how something completely crashes and burns. And they say, I got an idea. Let's do it over again. That, that's called forking and airdropping. That's all it is, forking and airdropping. And I, uh, didn't the price of it like tank too? Like, uh, it, um, it shot up, I think. It then, yeah, it tanked. Uh, you know, it, it's it's all of this stuff, John, and, and we talk about it all the time. It comes down to utility, and that's what really you have to work at building value hmm. you know and when i say you it, it's it's the community it's the stakeholders it's it's the people involved it's the developers the development teams and you know we talk about listeners we talk about ctp we had blaine on here recently you guys are building you guys hmm. are looking at creating value for members of the community and you're inviting, obviously, members of the community in to come share their ideas, implement their ideas, use the platforms, help grow the network effect and all that good stuff. That's what it takes. Now, will CTP, will listeners take off? Who the hell knows? But your chance of success a year, two years, three years, five years down the road are a lot greater than you trying to monkey with the tokenomics to say, hey, let's get the price of CTP to 25 cents. Now, it might be great to get the price of CTP to 25 cents, but where does it go from there? What's going to push it to 50 cents as opposed to pushing it back down to one penny? And that's what there is so little of, in my observation, within cryptocurrency. I, I, I attribute it to simple business building methods. If people look at these things as businesses and these communities as businesses and applying business building stuff, you know, what is our, our USP? What makes us different? What, what is going to interest people? What are people going to use? What can keep people on our apps longer? All that stuff. What is going to bring more people to our apps? How do we market this thing? All of that's important. And, and sitting there saying, well, we got the best token burn uh, in the industry. <laughs> Who yeah. gives a shit? You know, it, it's like somebody, I wrote that uh, in a post and somebody put a comment and said, if you burn all the tokens till it's one, there's only one token what's it worth still zero if there's nothing there it's not worth a damn yeah. if the project isn't so that's why i stick with the leo finances that's what i like what you guys are doing that's why the the speak network guys that's why disregard fiat and what he's doing uh that's what uh yaba and and agro are doing with splinterlands that's what it looks like with cyber x 
you know, and I know I'm missing a lot of things. Echo instance, he's out there building his, you know, paradise in the jungle or whatever the heck he's into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's building something out there. <laughs> or he's building something. Uh, you know, Raymond Speaks is building stuff. So there's plenty of people. Marky is is building with uh, with the uh, hive hive ape and 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 all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, all this other stuff is is taking place, and uh, you know that ultimately, then you got what Block Trades and Hoo and 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 the core developers are doing at the the base layer of the 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 operations. Now we got HBD and. Uh, people are looking at integrating HBD into different things. Uh, you know, that all just keeps adding up. And none of it is a solution that's going to make Hive go from $0.50 cents to $5 in the next week. Mm-hmm. It's not interesting. It's not sexy. It's not cool because these are all in development. But yeah. you know what? You you guys with this stumble upon may have a breakthrough thing. Maybe CyberX is a breakthrough thing. Maybe Exo <coughs> is a breakthrough thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's a lot of a lot of projects vying for this that I think will will something will break through. I, I need you to say that again. I know Blaine's in the audience, so we got to make sure he, like I, that is in our plans in the next like we we had a we have our timeline right, and we have our schedule of stuff, and obviously. So does Cal? At- what the hell does a timeline mean? Well, Cal's got fifteen thousand programmers. Okay, we've got we've got a Blaine. Okay. Yeah, it's about like fifteen thousand programs. His timelines are still for shit. Well, when moon, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, like, but soon. Yeah. The sooner. Yeah, soon. soon. At, at, at least Blaine, it's very clear cut. He says when it gets done. It, it, yeah. it says it'll yeah. be in a week. He says when it gets done, or say screw off. I'll tell. I'll, I'll let you know when it's done. You know, yeah. Get lost. Shut up. Leave me. Well, alone. I, I want you to like just repeat what you just said about how the stumble upon idea is fantastic because I need I need Blaine to hear that. So that he knows how good this idea is, and it's just, a, it's an astronomical know. idea. It's a winning idea, of course. From what I could ascertain between the two two of you, it's you yeah. who are screwing it up because you're not testing the damn thing out. I did. I I'm looking you at press it right three, now. Three three up votes and four down votes. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm I'm on it right now. Okay? Oh, and so it, you, I, you spend our conversation. You, you wind me up, so I go on a five minute rant and then you just do stumble upon or right you know, yeah I'm, I'm whatever I'm, it's called just just keep talking i'm uh i'm stumbling you know <laughs> yeah he got he he's got beta testers two beta testers and neither of them use the damn app i try i'm like I, okay i've gotten like i hate excuses are are annoying but i've really been busy for the past couple of days um i'm yes viewing yes thank you blaine not stumbling we're viewing and all will be understood then. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So that's the name, or a, a piece of the the name. Piece of the name, yeah. yeah. Piece of the name. Yeah, yeah. That's that's believe it or not. Sometimes that's the hardest shit. You come up with you 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 repackage an old idea, but you got to come up with a new name. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough. It's it's funny. You're thinking of the process of, of coming up with a website idea, product, or whatever, uh, me and Blaine for years now have done this. We've got great ideas. It's like, yeah, this is how it'll work. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It'll be wonderful. And then this is where the stumbling block. The first what do we one call is, it? What do we call it? <laughs> and and he starts throwing out domains to me, and I'm like, mm, well, that one's cool. What do you what about spelling it like this? And and it, it, that's it's tough, man, because. 
you think about your brand and you know this is obviously more business than crypto but especially on hive where your personal brand is very important on hive um you know getting people to know it and roll off the tongue and you know like my hive account 325 to the fifth power isn't very memorable you know yeah. i screwed up with naming my account i put the g in it i'm rolling with it now right like i thought i'd be really extravagant well, and put know, the g in john golson now it's john golson or 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 yeah john golson john go um so i gotta roll with it anyways uh point being is that naming things is is tough well it yeah. is but you think historically the the one company that historically or traditionally was messed up was kodak kodak mm. but since the internet you look at google what the hell is a google what the hell is a twitter it's a million you know, zeros isn't it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah so it, it's you get these names that most people don't know but they yahoo i mean what, yeah what the hell is a yahoo yeah. Uh, you know, Ash Jeeves, that guy's name may have been Jeeves. Who the hell knows? Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the thing about the Internet is, like you said, you can develop the brand a lot easier than in the, the, the non-digital world, just simply because of the ability of repetition. And, and yeah. if you get the network effect, uh, you know, people pick up on the name. Yeah, they do. Yeah, man. So it's it's a. Uh it's it's fun though it's fun coming up with these names and coming up with these ideas but uh that's uh, we're, we're bullish about it i mean again i think i think hive is in a like going back to what you said about use case hive is in such a unique position when it comes to crypto and especially being in the bear market people are so stuck on price they're still so stuck on price but this community actually uses this stuff and that's what's so exciting for us as as people that want to build businesses on this blockchain is that the price can be 10 cents it can be 10 bucks I know Chris is going to show up tomorrow and write a post. I know that he's going to be really interested in what he's talking about. I, I know that um, you know Eliana is going to be is going to be in here using this stuff. I know that the CTP community is going to be using the listener and stuff. Like we know that there's actual use case for this stuff. Price, so, yeah, everyone wants high prices. Everyone wants to see their account go to six figures or seven figures. Everyone's living the vita loca then. But the most important thing is that tomorrow we're going to use it and the next day we're going to use it and in a week from now we're going to use it and if the price goes up great if it goes down doesn't matter we're still using it and that's what's so cool about this and building on this blockchain is that there's actual use case for it and i know that sounds beating a dead horse but it's the truth well well I, i'll add something else that i find very interesting and, and you know again i'll use blaine since uh he was just on it and he talked about and you guys talked about taking less nerds and tying it in even more to the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Now he obviously didn't go into details of that. And so you guys haven't shared that, but that then this stumble upon type idea from what you guys kind of revealed, I think that ties into the blockchain. So what the thing is, is there's developers who are out there who are taking applications and saying, how can I tie this more into the blockchain? How can we use this blockchain and incorporate it more into what we are doing instead of using just exclusively servers and, and that type of thing? And I think that's really an important point because that ends up driving more and more value back to high. 
Right. Because now there's more transactions. Now there's more value because you're using the account management or you're using the, the immutability or what the custom JSON or whatever you're doing. I mean, Brian of London, who we're going to have next week on. I mean, look at what he's doing. He's using Hive as a database. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it's just... And and everything he's doing, he says, okay, you know, I'm going to take lightning. I'm going to tie it into Hive. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I did that. Now I'm going to take podcasts and I'm going to tie it into Hive. You know, whatever he's involved with, it's like, how do I tie it back to Hive? And I think that's a very, very important point. Not that that doesn't happen with Ethereum. Not that, not that it doesn't happen with uh, Polygon and, and some of these other EVM forks. But it's like, as we know, it's like, well, I'll go from BSC to Polygon in an instance of developer just to get more exposure. And with Hive, you don't have that. It's like yeah, the true. core fe features and values of Hive don't change for somebody like Blaine. So when he creates something new, he's looking, okay, what? I got the account management. I got custom JSONs. I got, you know, the tokenization at the base layer. I got all this. That I got the wallet system I can tap right into. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. He's just he's just amazing. This is the Blaine show. Well, I I use him because he's recent in my memory. If he was on six months ago, which or six yeah, months from now, I'll forget who the hell he is. Other than the fact that he's sitting there yelling at you, which is always enjoyable. Yeah, just make sure you add an E to the end of his name and he'll be he'll be dandy. He'll love it. Yeah. So uh well what else what else captures your attention this past week in the in the wonderful world of Hive? Well the Speak Network had an AMA. Yep. Uh Blaine's waiting for his next invite. It'll be after John's done moving. Yes, and, and after uh, Blaine's moving. Blaine's moving next. So Blaine's moving yeah. next. And is Eliana moving after that? No, she lives in, in a tropical island in the middle of the uh the Atlantic, so she's okay. She's never moving. Till hurricane season then. Yeah. I understand that. I live right next to the ocean, too. Um, but anyway, getting back to Speak Network's AMA, uh, they had an AMA yesterday, and uh, they had Disregard on, who is uh, developing uh, some of the infrastructure. They're using his honeycomb system, as Dan told, told us a few weeks ago. And they are doing a lot of interesting stuff. And if you've seen... Uh, and this is something I was going to bring up with Matt. And if you've seen some of the tweets that Matt's put out, if you've seen some of Dan's recent videos, they're talking about forking out some of these VC, some of these founder stake chains and really waking the world up to what is possible. And once they start to get some things going on Speak Network, they will have the integration into uh, some of these areas where basically Hive connects to these different chains. Hmm. So that's, you know, they're building infrastructure and infrastructure isn't sexy. It's very slow going, but you get that infrastructure, build those bridges. All of a sudden things can change a great deal. I saw the, um, it reminds me of, uh, and, and I hate bringing up the old blockchain, but um, they did something there the developers just before we were about to fork and it did something that brought the cost down tremendously 
And it wasn't something that was like people were excited. Like if they were on the blockchain, people were excited about it. But generally, like uh, the everyday person wouldn't go, oh, that's amazing. That makes me want to get more involved. It was a very back end type thing that they did, but it changed the game. Uh, it, apparently, it allowed people to, you know, re-upload if they, if they needed to 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 kickstart their their server or something. It, everything loaded quicker, and the and the cost went way down. And again, wasn't big news for everyday users. Everyday users were like, okay, just make sure my stuff works. I don't care. It's like it's like the television. Everyone has a television in their house. Can you tell me how a television works? Can you take apart a television? No, I want to press a little button and I want to see magical little dwarves dance on the camera. That's what I wanted. I don't care how it works. Same thing here with this blockchain. We don't care. How, we just want it to work. Well, this thing made it work, but made it work on a back end that made it so much more attractive for developers. It made it so much more attractive for witnesses and, and people that didn't have to spend you know, a mortgage payment every two days on a server, they could keep it the, the cost down. Mm -hmm. And this is this is I think what you're talking about, where it's it's like you don't necessarily notice this stuff. This isn't the stuff that's big news, but mm -hmm. it's the stuff that's developed. It's the stuff that you can do here and what that opens it up for, who knows? But it's it's a lot better than it was yesterday. Well, and the ones who notice are people like Blaine, who have to tie into this stuff. And so if there's an improvement that ends up on the APIs. He's the one tapping into that, getting the calls. Right. So, yeah. you know, yes. Uh, I mean, Block Trades, a couple of weeks ago, he put out this uh, thing about block validation all of a sudden being near instant. And, you know, reading through that, it's like, uh, obviously, he didn't go into much of the technicals because, you know, that would go over most of our heads. But, but the basic essence, instead of taking the 45 seconds for consensus for a block to be irreversible basically they can structure in such a way where you're basically looking at less than a second so you're basically looking at irreversible block times in about four seconds because right. the three second block plus the the one second validation time and that doesn't make much sense i mean you know it's like everybody's like big deal who cares or uh, so what's yeah. the difference uh you know, and what is the use case? Well, I guess from the immutability standpoint, that's important. From a hacking standpoint, that's important. Uh, maybe from an efficiency standpoint, it could be important. But coming from the, the banking and the financial and monetary uh, angle of things, what about settlements? Hmm. You have four-second settlement times. The, yeah, the BIS system's three and a half days. So you are talking about instant settlements where all of a sudden any any financial transaction which think about this if this was stocks if you're dealing with commodities i mean you can just only think about the potential of this think about this as a merchant all of a sudden you get the settlement in four seconds it's done it's over it's it's no going back now is is that much of a big deal from 45 seconds to four seconds not for an individual market a merchant who has a, a website up but if this thing evolves into future contracts and, and all this this high-end finance stuff, damn right that's important. Yeah. You know, and where are you going to find that? You're going to find that on Bitcoin? I mean, Bitcoin is very secure, but, you know, we know that at high times, I mean, this, the, the validation can take two and a half hours. 
What what do you, what do you think of something like that application wise to something like real estate? And obviously, I'm saying this because of the, the the stuff my family and I just went through, and the processes of going through lawyers and freaking sending it off to this bank, and then this bank getting it to that bank, and then another lawyer seeing like days, if not weeks, of of processes. Um, where do you see applications like this in, and I'm not saying Hive is going to be the real estate blockchain, but I, you know, who knows? I'm just curious what, what you think the applications would be for that here. Well, estate. any of this, John, always keep in mind when you're looking at a traditional industry and, and you bring up probably one of the worst, yeah. think of the word friction and real estate yeah. is full of friction. It, it's, it's, it's an analog world primarily. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've closed yet, but when you go to closing, you sign like, you, you know, you're signing for an hour. You're signing like 80,000 documents. Yeah. And it's still it's still paper based. There is, uh, you know, a lot of digitization in this day and age, but it, it's still a very archaic system. So real estate is one of those things that people are saying is going to be totally revolutionized. Um Smart contracts are going to revolutionize things. NFTs, I think, are going to have revolutionize real estate because the biggest factor, I mean, title searches, you have to pay for a title search, at least in the United States. Right. Um, I mean, blockchain gets rid of that. It's just search the blockchain. You can, you know, yeah. you can go and see, you can see an NFT and you can see where it all goes. Just look at the history of an NFT and where, where it was going and who held it. Yeah. So, that that title searches won't won't need to be needed uh mortgages if you get away from these ideas of traditional mortgages where the house is the security the 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 collateral and securing the loan to some type of cryptocurrency lending where you take a crypto asset and put that up for your mortgage so you have let's say you have 150,000 in whatever bitcoin or uh, polycub or X polycub or whatever you put up 150,000 uh, or maybe 200,000 to get a hundred thousand dollar loan. Well, now your home isn't the collateral, so there's no mm. foreclosure, there's none of that. You own the home outright, that's your property. Now, the risk is your Bitcoin, that's what's mm. at risk, that's what's what's being collateralized. So, certainly, anything that is in that, that analog heavy paperwork. Uh, non-digital realm, which real estate is big, insurance is big, a lot of the financial sector, even though we've had fintech for, for a couple decades, those things haven't transformed very quickly. Life mm. insurance, things of that nature. And so they're all ripe and primed for disruption because there's just so much, so much friction in that and the international banking system. Um, mm. I mean, think about it. You go and <clears throat> write me a check. Mm. So you write me a check. I put the check in the bank. Even if it's instant move from your bank to my bank, from your account to my account. So at that level, at the, the individual level, at the commercial banking end, we've settled. But these banks have to settle their reserves. So because if you wrote me a check, let's say I'm a car dealership, you wrote me a check for $35,000 for a car, mm. that $35,000 in my bank it was deducted from your bank account, but the banks have to settle the reserves. So $35,000 has to be moved from your bank's reserve to my bank's reserve 
to make up for the difference, or maybe it's not 35,000, maybe it's 3,500, whatever the reserve ratio is. And that that's what settlement is. That's a transaction that has to settle the transaction. But going back to your mm. original point, the settles transaction is the transaction settled with what block trades is proposing in four seconds. So now if that transaction is some type of uh, hash on the high blockchain that's tied to smart contracts or digital documents uh, 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 in a custom JSON or something like that, that thing's closed in four seconds. It's crazy. You know, now how the application is built to, to do that, I don't know. But yeah. that's the potential that's out there. I just, I just see stuff like this, you know, and I, I've mentioned this in the past a couple of times, actually. The book I read, 2017, Blockchain Revolu Revolution by Don Tapscott. Now, obviously, this written in 2016, 2017 has changed dramatically. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I read the chapter that he had on smart contracts and exactly what that can become in present day applications, it blew my mind. It was just like, holy crap, like this. And, and then you see why crypto is, is fought. You see why powers that be don't really want this to become, you know, everyday currency and stuff like that, because it literally wipes out industries will just totally change it like and they're terrified they know that that the old the old guard will be out of it will be out of a job if this stuff really takes off and it blows my mind it and this is why even though we're we're five years into this on this chain we're still puppies like we're we're just we're still just getting our feet wet like this is nothing what this is going to mean in, in five ten years that's why Price is irrelevant. If you see cheap hive, buy it up. If you see cheap Bitcoin, buy it up because it's no. Well, it, it's and I often write about this. Just don't talk blockchain. Don't talk crypto. Mm -hmm. Talk the internet. Because blockchain is, in my opinion, just a, a, a part of the internet protocol. And so is cryptocurrency. What one adds more security and different data structure, the other adds monetization and commerce. But it's still the internet. But if you look at information purveyors, i.e., newspapers, magazines, the internet just blew them out of the water. Right. You look at record companies, blown out of the water. You look at video, blockbuster, blown out of the water. And maybe right. and we may be seeing Netflix flicks blown out of the water before our eyes. Yeah. Now, if you go back to 1998, 1999, 2000, 2003, this company was around, but it did not create the retail apocalypse till more than a decade later. But Amazon blew retail out of the water. Right, right. Yeah. We're starting to see the Internet. Uh, look at what it's doing and done to banking. I just read 70 percent of all mortgages in the United States originate outside the traditional banking system. 70 percent. 2018, that crossed. 50% for the first time. That's the rocket mortgage and all these apps that you just log on to and, and do this stuff. You have your entire stock brokerage industry. Remember when they charge fees? And then remember 20 years ago, E-Trade and Scott Trade and discount brokers, instead of paying 60, 70 bucks for a trade, 9.99, now they're yeah. free. Wow. You know, and it's like you start to see this evolution and then you bring up the real estate industry. You bring up smart contracts. What does that do to the legal industry? 
Oh, totally. What, what, what are we going to dispute? It's in the smart contract. If you don't like smart contracts, sell out and move out elsewhere. You know, go to another chain. Don't don't use Hive Engine and their smart right. contract. Go use something else. Go use MetaMask. Go use whatever. Um, this is all voluntary. So you start to see how this is affecting. And we've talked about you guys looking at a, a totally disrupting affiliate marketing and, and what's been done with email marketing and, and that type of stuff over the years. Will you achieve it? Who knows? But gaming going to be disrupted. And all this stuff, and you start to look at these different industries and you say, holy shit, this is going to be big. But mm -hmm. it's nothing new. It's just another iteration of what the Internet's been doing for the last uh, 25 years. Look at what Facebook and Google did to advertising. Mm. Think about that. Think about all the money that was spent on advertising, what those two companies did to advertising. Oh, dude, I mean, I have an example of what I went through yesterday. And and this is an example that you're talking about disruptive technology. Um, I had to go and get, you know, I'm moving. I had to go get my U-Haul and my, my wife had the truck. So my wife is booting around doing whatever she needs to do. And I'm sitting there going, how am I going to get to the U-Haul? I got to go get the U-Haul. Well, 20 years ago, what'd you do? You found the number for your local cab company and doot, 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 doot. I'd like to get picked up here and here. And then you'd have a guy. Uh, the cab was usually dirty, it stunk, it was smelly, and, you know, it was just a miserable experience. Now what do you do? You go on your phone. Oh, look, I got Uber. Uh, it. I'm not joking. Task. I, two minutes from the – I'm literally putting my pants on, ordering an Uber. The guy knocks on the – like, says, I'm here. shows up on my app. And it was like, cleanest car, smelled great, friendly dude, you know, took – per. you know, it was it was – probably about the same price, nothing, nothing crazy, you know, and I got to my destination without going through a company that owned the cars. All they did was own the technology and they gave it, you know, they gave it out to the masses to, to, they're the ones that own the car, not the company. And that's a completely disruptive technology that taxi, I don't know what it was like down there, but when Uber was first here, taxi cab companies fought it. Like they'd have protests yeah. at city halls and like, this is horrible, horrible. And they didn't, they didn't roll with the punches. Well, New, you know? New York city is known for, or was known for what was called the taxi medallion. It's kind of like a liquor license. Right. <clears throat> I yeah. don't know if you're, if you, if you're familiar with them up there, but there's only a certain amount of this shit issued. You got to get a liquor license from the state or in New York, it was a taxi medallion from the city and they only issued a certain amount. So these things were going for like these taxi medallions for like a million dollars. So people were mm. throwing their life savings into it. Uh, usually immigrants coming here trying to make a living. And for a lot of years, they were able to pay the fees on the taxi medallions plus, you know, earn a living. Then Uber came in and just blew them out of the water. Yeah. Because like you said, and now, of course, now you have the next generation that people are looking at. You have Google with Waymo. You have Tesla with their uh, uh, automated systems. They're looking at having those same things, but without drivers, without human drivers. Right. So the next generation, whenever we get to that, and you have some some fenced in, some geofencing in, in the U.S., like in Phoenix, Waymo, run, Waymo runs uh, specific paths. So you can 
go and get a car and it'll work within a certain geographic area, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 10 or 20 blocks in Phoenix. So you can get a ride. If you want to go out to Scottsdale, forget it. The, the system, you know, can't do that. But mm-hmm. that's what Tesla and some other companies are working on. So it's going to get to the point where, you know, you're going to do your thing. And it's like you won't even have somebody to talk to in the car because it'll just be an automated automated vehicle. I, going back to the book, the, the the chapter on smart contracts from Blockchain Revolution, they actually he actually used that to, as an example. And he said, this is what the future of smart contracts are going to be. You're going to have uh, like entire like taxi cab companies that aren't owned by people. They're owned by the smart contract that owns the car and the car will self-drive and if it needs gas it'll go fill up or if it needs a charge it'll go charge if it needs to get fix or maintenance it'll drive itself to the to, like and that, that blew my mind and i know a lot of people are like oh that's ai and we're all gonna die and terminator's coming sure i was more like wow that is mind blowing. And it was like, okay, so how do I get in on this? How do I own some of these cars? Well, and, and here, you know, Tesla, Tesla's going to probably get to the point where they stop selling the cars and they become the service. Mm. But if you think about it, if that capability is out there, what about taking a Tesla with this automated driving, doing exactly what you're saying, but setting it up as a doubt? And then you and I could go and invest in a hundred different vehicles in a hundred different cities around the world. And we could buy tokens in each and, you know, just the, the profitability of the Dow, it it just then distributes the token based upon your holders of of your holders. Mm. And you, you, you diversify your portfolio by getting some in Toronto or San Francisco or New York, you go into all these different cities. Mm. Um, You know, that is really when you start to think about the potentiality of these models, it's truly amazing. And, you know, that's where I think people are overlooking the ability of cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, the, uh, there's three main areas that don't get talked about a- enough. First is access, which like Hive is an access token. It allows you to operate on the chain. The second thing is ownership, which you, we're hearing more and more about with NFTs and, and, and assets states, of games. You know, having yeah. state. And the third thing is governance, voting. And so if you understand that about cryptocurrency and you start applying it to anything that's autonomous out there, like a uh, autonomous taxi or an autonomous taxi system, that's ideal for a doubt. You know, and maybe once in a while, like you said, you have to hire somebody to go work on the car and fix the car. So, you know, that's handled and the smart contract tells you, okay, go see, go over to Bubba's, you know, EV fix it shop. Yeah. And you get that, or you know, you need new tires, so you go over to Goodyear or wherever, and you know that's programmed in. Yeah. I mean that that's really where when you start to, like you said, if you understand some of the the, the core functionality of this stuff, you can then really start to ponder when you start to think of some of the futuristic technologies. 
you know, for real estate, for construction, for for music. I mean, we've talked about music a number of times and how this is going to change the music industry and content creators and, uh, you know, intellectual property and record keeping. I mean, what would it be instead of you paying that fee for the title to be registered with your local province or your local city or however the hell you do it up there? Boom, it's just on the blockchain. There's your deed. It's right there. Yeah, on the you blockchain. Can, you can see it through the Explorer. It's yeah, there. it's right yeah. there. We, we know it's with Django. And then you sell the house. There's another uh, hash that's tied to that one that moves that yeah. NFT or whatever the representation is to somebody else's wallet that's where um i i made this post uh on my my splinterlands account so not the john g olson account but the johnny coin account and i and i mentioned that like is it even fair to call like splinterlands for example play to earn because the play to earn is you're earning an uh, an income from playing something and splinterlands just isn't that what splinterlands because it's peanuts it's it's literally your your rewards are you know 20 cents i mean it's it's nothing right well, but, but some if, of the top players make bank, don't they? Not not necessarily. Like they do they do with the reward season end. Like there there is. I mean, I'm sure, but they have so much invested in the in things. So it's not it's not like some Joe Schmo off the street can say, Okay, I want to start earning a living playing this. They'd have to invest thousands and thousands of dollars in the assets. But that is where the where the future of gaming is for me personally, it's not necessarily this play to earn model because it's more of a pay to play. Like you have to, and, and they've had that model on cell phone games and Facebook mm. games forever. It's like, you want the bigger levels, the more features you got to pay to play. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Companies need to make money. But what Splinterlands does, which I think gaming is going to do is that it, it gives the players ownership of the assets in the game. Of course. Complete that is the opportunity. Well, and the big thing is, is the ownership of the assets are still theirs after they leave the game. You mm -hmm. know, you have ownership of your assets in games online, but you you click off the website, you have no access. Yeah. You know, now you shut off, you leave Splinterlands, you hit the X, it's still in your wallet. You can go, to, yeah. you can go sell it and and you know rent it out or do whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I would look at Splinterlands. I would say. You know, instead of trying to get into the game and mindset, you know, you're, you 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 brought up the last time uh, uh, Metaverse. Splinterlands is developed into its own meta world. It, it, mm -hmm. It's it's an ecosystem. It's a platform. It, it's, you know, yes, it, it's a game, but it's also a community. There's different facets. They keep adding more to it. They keep growing. You know, is there going to be stores tied to it? You obviously have different currencies. You have monetization processes. You have an ownership model with with NFTs. You know what? They could keep building this out, building this out, building this out. They're selling land. It's digital real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's yeah. different facets being created with this. You know, how long? And it's you know not Splinterlands. It's just not the technology in general. But how long till you're you're it, it doesn't incorporate avatars. It'll incorporate down the road avatars and right. you'll be able to do things with avatars. I mean, all of this stuff that's kind of futuristic, you start to think about, okay, just take a little piece. Don't, don't take that. All of this is going to happen, but you start taking these little pieces of potentiality and you say, well, if one tenth of this happens with Splinterlands, wow, look at what that could become. Right. And the, the, 
the benefit to Splinterland is Matt and Agrod and other people involved are still working at it. They're developing, they're building different things, and they're moving forward. So mm. it can evolve and grow. Yeah. They're, well, they're, it was built. It was built in a bear market too, right? I mean, Splinterlands was. If you think about it, it was created when everything was going to hell in a handbasket, and so it was crafted during that time. And you know, the the bull market. I see Splinter Magic's in there saying old cars were peanuts. Now they cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah, but for the new person now, you're looking at a Chaos Legion deck. Will that will will a will a Kelia become the price of a Yoden? It won't supply and demand. It won't. It, your your market cap would have to go ten trillion x for something that has twenty million copies compared to something that has a hundred copies. That's why those old cards are worth so much because there's limited supply. Now everything, like you'll say, task everything can be cured with more members, more players. All problems are solved with more users. Um, and that won't happen again because people have the attention span of goldfish. Splinterlands is unique though because it's not tied necessarily to the price of crypto because people actually like playing the game. Mm -hmm. But when there's a bull market on, that's when prices went ballistic. That's when I looked at my account on Splinterlands and oh, I got a million dollars worth of cards, you know, because people get all pumped up and excited about prices of stuff. I don't. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the new Chaos Legion decks become as valuable as the beta and alpha decks. I just, the amount of supply out there is astronomical compared to the demand right now. And the reason why those old cars went, cards went so high is because there was a very limited amount of them, tiny limited amount. Like the, the yeah. Archmage cards, there's, there's three of them, gold, gold foil. I think there's three of them. Guy was putting it up on the market for a million bucks. If there was a million copies, would people pay a million dollars each for it? No, I, I agree with you. But then again, you know, Splinterlands has, what, 300,000 players a day? Well, what if it's 10 million? What if it's a yeah. 33X? And, you know, that may both, not right? make uh, the 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 latest pack release worth those alpha and beta, but it certainly would increase the uh, potentiality of them and the value of them, in my opinion, a great deal. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it's there's still speculation on that stuff. And you know, but at the end of the day, you start yeah. tying that into quote unquote metaverse type stuff and you get this gaming platform called Splinterlands and all of a sudden there you, you get you get this land that people are be able to build on. Now you're just not talking a battle game. Now you're talking about all kinds of stuff being incorporated. You know, what does that do to the value of stuff? It, it Did sends you say it metaverse? Yeah, I keep mentioning that because I know you got the damn book. But see, that's that's the thing for me with Splinterlands. It's like the play-to-earn thing, you know, whatever. If people want to call it play-to-earn, whatever. I think it's the asset ownership that is the biggest opportunity. Like you said, the land. That's the that's the opportunity. The opportunity is to is is to own actual pieces of the game. Well, that that's is, you know, you, know. You, you look at EA Sports and any of these sports, that's why they make so much money because they own it all. Right. Uh, yeah. you don't own any of it. You you yeah. you end up paying for your skins and your weapons and whatever your pieces are in the game. With Splinterlands, you pay for the pieces, you 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 put money yours. in, yep. but if you go and buy a card, it's your card. 
And if the car appreciates in value because of the supply and demand or whatever, because of the growth of the game, oh, yeah. you get the you get the value there, not splinter lands directly, although they do benefit in, in different ways. So, I mean, it, it's without a doubt, blockchain, cryptocurrency, digital assets are changing everything and, and digital assets are the best way to own your assets and go into something traditional like real estate. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to look in 10 years, but I right. think it's going to look a lot better than it did in the past. Uh, tokenization is going to penetrate the real estate market. Um, how will it, it change things? I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, just like you know for sure, NFTs, tokenization, all of this is going to change music. Mm -hmm. The music model is changing just like Napster changed the music model. And Spotify and Pandora and Apple Music, which were basically a, a result of Napster and Casa and LimeWire. Now, they're the dominant forces. But guess what? NFTs, crypto, mm -hmm. whatever platforms, maybe what... Uh, uh, what logical dudes building with his DAO and his music DAO, stuff yeah. like that could create another paradigm shift. And, you know, the, the less an industry has changed in recent years, the more it's ripe for disruption, especially if it's digital. Bro, I spent the past decade of my life wasting my life away on Call of Duty. If I would have owned <laughs> some of the stuff I unlocked there, it'd be great. That's why I invest my time on Splinterlands, you know? And and just like Splinter Magic mentioned, they revamped all the rewards today. Brand new reward system. Um, That's it, what I said. They keep know? working at it. They keep working building. At it. Yep. yep. It's, a yeah. it's a beautiful time to be alive. Well, and that's yeah. the key with Hive. It's like yeah. I look at projects and we joke about the when soon and, you know, what's Blaine yeah. doing? He's he's hanging out there drinking uh, Mountain Dew. You know, yeah, constantly drinking some Mountain Dews and, and, and watching uh, video games or playing video games. But, you know, <laughs> you look for the builders. Yeah. You know, Matt, Matt was on a call this morning with the Speak Network. They had an AMA. You guys are building with 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 CTP, uh, you know, CyberX. I mean, everything that I went through before, I didn't mention those because there's a lot of hype. I mentioned yeah. that because I know there's builder people building shit. Exactly. And that's the big thing to this. It's keep building, keep building, keep building. That's what Google did. That's what, I mean, as much as we hate Zuckerberg, that's what he did. You know, Facebook is not the same application it was 20 15 years ago it's mm -hmm. evolved it's grown they've added they've changed uh that's what it takes and you know we are in the very early stages of all this stuff so you know what is ctp going to look like in five years what is leo finance going to look like in five years i mean we don't have these answers but you know what is splinterlands going to look like in five years who the hell knows i mean Three years ago, we couldn't imagine Splinterlands being where it is today, right. but yet it is. And so these guys have pretty good insight of what they're looking at. They have the ability to ponder and imagine and read what's going on and find out what others are doing and build upon it. Yeah. And, you know, that's just what's taking place. I mean, what, what the hell is, 
is uh, Brian of London going to come up with over the next three years? I mean, I do you see him stopping his coding? I don't. And he's into something, and he's found a niche that he feels can be pretty big, and I agree with him, you know. Mm -hmm. And that puts Hive at the center of a lot of this stuff, not exclusively. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe, I mean, we're not Hive maxis where we believe Hive's going to be the only thing that's out there. It's going to be the number one token. It, it's going to take over everything, and mm -hmm. everything will be on Hive. No, that's absurd. Ethereum's yeah. not going anywhere. Neither yeah. is Polygon or BSC or a lot of these other things. Hell, mm -hmm. even Sun with Tron is going to hang around. He's but, got the he's got the big stable coin now, so everyone loves every everyone loves Tron again. <laughs> till, till they decide to 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 attack the hell out of that one. Yeah. But uh, you know, Hive is taking the slow approach. We're building value. And if you, if you, if you always, what, what's the old saying? Uh, under promise and over deliver. And if you're working mm -hmm. at delivering more than you promise, and if you're out there trying to build your application, trying to build your, your business, your ecosystem, and you're giving people stuff they like, want to use and enjoy using. I mean, the token is just an add-on. The rewards are an add-on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, if you can do this in the digital realm without tokenizations or approach it like tokens didn't exist, what happens when you incorporate the tokens in? Then it's like, boom, this goes to the bone. And that's what I see on Hive potential. You know, I don't know which it's going to be. I don't, I mean, CyberX is, it's, I don't understand a lot of it, but it's pretty cool what they're doing. Go where the go where things are being built. Use case, community, and development. The three keys to a successful, happy life. What's the story with Tron? What's the story with Tron? <laughs> are you looking for the five second version, yeah. or do you want us to do a whole episode on Tron? I mean, yeah, we'll, do, could... we'll do the we'll do the Tron love fest. One of these episodes for sure. Yeah, we, we we could fill in a whole episode on Tron. And... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with Tron, that, Tron was just a copy paste, and it appears that it has not changed in whatever it's been four years. Yeah. Yeah. The code was literally copied from Ethereum. Like, yeah. I, got, boom me. Yeah. I only know that's it. I might not be a maximalist. I, I understand that there's lots of stuff out there, but I like keeping my focus here because there's lots of cool things here. So, and, and by the way, if you want to get. There, there's two things you can do to get Blaine upset now that we figured out. <laughs> Anytime you write his name, put an E on it. Yes. Or go buy a whole bunch of index early in the day. Yes, before he's he in, gets He's his in hands. U.S. time. He's in Western Hemisphere time. So if you're yes. over in, in, in the EU, go buy. When you wake up, buy a shitload of index just for yep. Blaine. Perfect. Dude, that was a good show, man. Good impromptu. Uh, we always like these ones. This gives us a chance to ramble on and on and on about how much we love this stuff. So there you go. Um, I got to go move boxes because that's what I do with my life is I move well, boxes. Well, we, we did announce that next week is uh, Brian, Brian of London. London. Yep. And you will be putting a post up, I presume, tomorrow for our questions on Friday. Blaine wants to know. Uh, he wants to say, uh, yeah. "Don't, don't, don't buy indexes." Bad token. Bad token. Yeah. 
And yeah. after he opens the show saying, I'm buying index. I know tomorrow I'll be buying index. Now he says, don't buy yeah. index. Reverse psychology. Uh, guys, thank you very much for coming and hanging out. Great show. Great audience today. You guys rocked. Um, thank you very much thank for hanging all. out with us. And uh, yeah, I'll put the question up tomorrow for Friday's show. So if you got any crypto questions, et cetera, et cetera, let us know. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 